Captain Lawrence, it's you. You you did it. You're here. Pogoody, you're here too. Hey, buddy. I'm still doing some setup stuff, so give me a sec. I did it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I said that already. I did do it though. Um, right. it's funny. I'm still at work, but what I'm doing at work is really interesting. But you can't talk uh, about it. Well, no, I could talk about this. I think I, I've I've decided that this part I could talk about. Um, so I can say this. Uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, but this is what I do for a living. I am a risk manager, Ben. You have never mentioned that. Whoops. Yes. So what I do is I evaluate potential things that might happen. And I give like a, a likelihood that those things will happen. Yeah. And then I... You know, and, and then if this happens, how bad would it be if it were to happen? And then I, like, try to figure out, okay, how can we make it so that this doesn't happen? Were that you, kind of thing. Were you, is this something you trained for? Or is this, they just gave you this responsibility and said, all right, figure it out. Okay, I got two things to say. Uh, number one is I, I am, I would say I'm naturally gifted at it. <laughs> I did not go to school for it, okay. but it is a system, and I saw the system, ah. and I figured it out. Secondly, are you oh. hearing my voice oh. as an echo? Are that you hearing your question. voice? Are you hearing your voice as an echo? I'm hearing your voice as an echo. You're hearing my voice that, as an echo. Yep. Oh, I know why. Hang on. Also, I just... <laughs> oh, and Edward hates it, by the way. He's growling. You can't hear him, but he's... I also, really I also like just uh, f this up, so hang on. We're getting off to a bumpy start today, streaming-wise, but we can still hey, go with the podcast. That's all right. Yeah, the podcast is great. It's doing really well. Yeah. It's doing no. so as talk, well as it always does. Let's talk about your streaming, um, uh, your, your risk assessment. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So here's the basic the basic thing. What I so So I have a risk that I wrote. Saying yes. that this this might happen. And how right. we're going to stop it from happening is by doing this. Gotcha. Now, just, the doing okay. this is not a thing that I am doing, right? Someone else has to do something which will stop the risk from happening. And what I am doing is periodically checking to see if that thing has been done. I do not have to ask the person whether the thing is done or not. I have a way of telling whether or not the thing is done. And once the thing is done, then I can say that we have done the thing. But what I can't do is log off and not be at work anymore if the thing hasn't happened yet. But, and this is the important thing, I'm not charging them right now, but I am still at work because after the podcast is over, I will then check to see if the thing is done. Got because you. they I don't need to I don't need to let people know right when the thing is done. I just have to stay at work until the thing is done. If that makes sense. So is if the any... thing is done if the thing is done right now, but I don't check it until I go to bed, I would still be fine. 
Is there any reason why the thing would need to be uh, taken care of during the show today? Mm, no. Um, but the person who's supposed to do the thing might do the thing during the show today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That might be when they do it. But I don't have to mark down that the person did the thing until after the show. Gotcha. If they did it during the show. So I'm still good. You're still good. Yeah. I've never but, had uh, a job. I've never had a job where I was on call. Have you? I have. Uh, actually, a funny story about this. There's a large internet retailer, which we've named, and you can find <laughs> what large internet retailer we're talking about. But I was working for them, and I, I had a beeper, and I was on call, and I was on call at the time that I went to see the Garfield movie, uh, where Garfield is voiced by Bill Murray, yes. with your friend and mine, Brett Fetzer. Yeah. Oh, was and he reviewing it for a He was reviewing it yeah. for a publication. And so, uh, I was like, well, I don't want this beeper to go off during the movie. Oh so I turned god. it off. Oh my god. And then there was a problem. Yep. And I didn't... Uh, and that was the beginning of the end, I believe, at that point <laughs> in time. Um... But but no the the interesting thing uh, is that that was the only real time I was on call most of the time now especially because I'm working from home I'm not on call but I you know I'm not really beholden to anyone to do my thing but the reason for that is because I'm in charge of that thing yeah so no one's gonna get me in trouble if I don't do my thing but my thing won't be done. <clears throat> And then I can't do it's it's funny. I, I the only way I can say it is I've kind of evolved I still have a boss, right? And my boss might say something like, um, hey, great job about this. Uh maybe you should uh have you thought about this? You know, I am performing at a level where I don't get in trouble. <laughs> for not doing my job. That's the bare minimum of work requirement. Because well, well, it's because I am doing, I am performing at a level where they don't have to worry about me doing a bad job. Yeah. And this is a, you know, knock on wood, you know, I'm not saying like even almighty Zeus can't make me not do my job well or whatever. It's not the it's not the case. But I'm just playing at a level right now where if I wasn't doing my job, everyone would be confused and they'd be like, what's going on? Do you need help? What's because they have a level of performance that they expect from me. Yeah. Um, and it isn't something that you fall, fall below and then keep doing your job. It would be, it would be uh okay. So you're not working here anymore. Obviously, you know, that sort of thing. As a uh, freelancer, I technically yeah. don't have a boss, but I have many bosses. In that yeah. I have many people who ask me to do things and would be upset if I did not follow through on saying that I will do it. But the only repercussion is that I no longer have that boss anymore, and I no longer need to worry about having that boss ever again. 
Right. Which, when the, you're the, a freelancer are, and you're trying to cultivate clients, is not really a thing you want to do. Right. Those, so those are all your clients. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing, of course, is that when you get to a certain level at freelancing, and I could be wrong about this, but this is my impression, um, you, Ben, will sometimes get an ask from your client and you'll weigh in your mind, can I live without this person's business anymore? Like if they ask in a certain way, that's too, too demanding or too presumptuous of your time and, and your relationship, I guess. Fortunately, no, that's not happened. Um, Okay. What, I'm still, even though I've been freelancing for the better part of 15, 16 years. Which is crazy to me. I know. It's crazy to me, too. Uh, It's only really started to go well, (laughs) too. Um, Sorry. But... Uh, but I, but I'm still in that mindset of if I if I charge too much, are they gonna are they gonna stop calling me? If I say no once, are they gonna assume I'm gonna say no every time from now on? You know, so I I'm still trying to play that whole how can I manage my like work life relationship and needing cash and feeling some sort of. Um, self-worth for and pride in how much i'm charging you know so it's still it's still a delicate balance i hope to one day get to where i could be look you know i a of all i don't want to do this so i'm going to charge you double and if you want to pay me i'll do it that kind of thing you know ben it might surprise you but when i was in college for a brief moment i think a two-week span i was a male model uh (laughs) For art students. And I wasn't doing, like, nude stuff either. It was just they'd take me somewhere and I'd, like, look weird and they'd take pictures and stuff. That's awesome. And um, one time, one time, a guy called me and said, hey, I'd like to do a shoot with you. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I like to get uh, at least at least a day's notice. No, so I can't do it. No one called me after that. It was like I was the darling of the of the world, and then after that, yeah, nothing else happened. That's what I'm afraid. But yeah, of. even though like the 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 regular clients that I have, I have a good relationship with them. That if I say no, and usually when they offer me stuff, they ask if I can do it. You know, it's not like you know yeah. do this or we're not going to hire you anymore. It's usually like can you fit this into your schedule? And I you know, and I do calculate. It's all that's all washed out. Ooh, I do calculate, you know, what my time is worth for the the amount of the project and what I want to charge. Um, so yeah, oh, we should we should say for the listener, uh, the reason that Ben went ooh was because I was palming a bottle <laughs> cap. Uh, ben and I, you might not know this, but Ben and I were both. Amateur better magicians? than average at close-up magic for a brief period of time i i am completely a out of brief practice moment uh, as am i in fact you yeah. loaned me or loaned me you gave me a dvd of like teach yourself card tricks and i followed yeah because i couldn't do it <laughs> and i i got okay at some yeah. of them but it's funny that you bring that up because as i was walking home last night 
uh, there was a bunch of playing cards on the street. I, I, I walk home huh. and to work up and down the Pike and Pine corridor. Uh, if you know Seattle, it's like the, you know, the main drags through. Wait, are you working? Uh, when you Hill. say you walk home from work, are you talking about it at Annex or yeah, so other wa- places? Okay. Work from Annex, home is in So Belltown. if you're going to kidnap Ben, here's how you do it. <laughs> Exactly. And I was walking home like if you get, in the if morning. If you get kidnapped, night, so. I'm going to feel so bad, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, we, oh, but anyway, just quickly, there were a bunch of yeah. playing cards on Pine Street as I was walking home. And then a, a, another different set of playing cards on the road. Not like, you know, they were like strewn about. And not like if somebody was playing 52 Pickup. It's almost as if somebody was walking along the street and just dropping a playing card every oh. you know, few feet. And this was this was all up and down Pike and Pine Street from Broadway to to Sixth Avenue in downtown. A pretty considerable more distance. than fifty two cards. Do you think? At least two different decks. And okay. So I'm, I was I, I wanted to I wanted to imagine that there was some sort of like magician gang fight, the like Ricky J <laughs> style gang fight that happened. Uh, they were last throwing night. cards <laughs> at each other. Yeah, cards at each other. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ricky J. Oh man. That guy. I hoovered up, like, a couple weeks ago, I hoovered up all of his specials on YouTube. I couldn't get enough of them. Ah, he's so good. He's so good. A feat so Um, impressive, I'm forced to point it out myself. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, The the one other thing I like, and I'll mention this, in Deadwood, a great thing happened where uh, in one of of the... uh, One of the scenes... um, Somebody insinuated that Ricky Jay's character was a pedophile in like one of the opening of one of the first things in Deadwood where he appears. Yeah. And in another scene, uh, he had a conversation with the guy saying that wasn't cool to like make that joke in front of everyone. And, and so his character wasn't, so they sort of, you know, when you first saw it, that was like, okay, this is part of this guy's character. And then the second one, they like sort of backed it off, and it was really well done. I thought they did a they did a good job did a good job removing that aspect of the character. From what I understand, the writing and the show flow on Deadwood was very very fluid, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if. Ricky Jay like filmed that scene and then went up to David Milch like during and says I don't I don't like this yeah he's, he's like yeah man that's not cool and then Dave's like all yeah. right I'll lay on the ground of my trailer and dictate uh, new pages for you to my to my assistant exactly <laughs> oh man hey Ben did you ever see John from Cincinnati no oh it was really good another, I liked it a that's lot that's another David Milch property right that's that, that's the reason I mentioned it. it's it's yeah. one of the ones that is so incredibly off it's 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 a it's a crazy it's very much crazy and it only got like one season is that right yeah one or two yeah, seasons true. it's pretty limited i'll have to check it out the guy who played um okay so uh we're talking deadwood there's yeah. calamity jane and then there's the dude that she's friends with yeah you know um, what i'm talking about yeah he pops up uh, in a lot of places that actor whose name i always forget whose character uh, ellsworth Ellsworth. Wait. Ellsworth. Is that who you're talking who's, about? Who's Jim Beaver? Yeah, that's Ellsworth. Okay, I'm not talking about Ellsworth. I'm talking about <laughs> a different guy. That that's why that's why I was like, Ellsworth no. Ah. Um he d- longer hair, dark 
Uh, Calamity Jane and him were, were, were good friends. Anyway, this guy is in a lot of David Milch films or, or, or TV shows also. But they have him playing a Hawaiian guy. And he's not a Hawaiian guy. And so that made me feel a little ooh, 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 a little, off a little Hollywood whitewashing there. It seemed like to me. I mean, maybe maybe what they're talking about is just some guy who grew up in Hawaii, but he talks about uh, Hawaiian culture and stuff like I don't know. It's a little maybe he seems was a, a uh, what do they call white what's the what's the nomenclature for a white person who grew up in Hawaii? There's a name for that. Is there? Yeah, yeah, and it's not a racist or or, or derogatory. Okay, anyway. so you're not talking about Howley then, because Howley is a term for a derogatory term for white people, I believe, in Hawaii. I think. Oh, I just learned that if the word is, cracker has uh, nothing to do with whips. By the way, if Howley is a derogatory on term, TikTok. if if, dro- if Howley is a derogatory term, then it's a derogatory term that Howleys have a. Adopted because I've multiple people I have I know have referred to themselves as such. Well, yeah, and I mean that makes sense. That that is a thing that happens, right? Um, and here's the other thing. This is the other thing that I would say about in general. Ben, you and I are both white people. Yeah. I believe I can say this: white people get offended easily uh, when they're race that they've created this system that they've set up uh is uh pointed out to them i I am again reminded of the guy and i'm not going to say his name but he was a he was a music guy who complained because somebody called him a white boy when serving him food at an airport (laughs) i believe uh, and she was talking about the the worker was talking about his order and said, "Oh, that white boy there, that that's what." And he was upset that he yeah, was I think referred that person to as had other boy. issues going on. Yes, I believe so. I I believe many of them have other issues going on. The people that complain, although, and I'll I'll state it again. Uh, it is it is the same with me. If I walk into a place and people aren't overjoyed to see me and ready to serve me uh i get upset if If i walk walk, into a place yeah go ahead if i walk into a place and people are overjoyed to see me and can't wait to serve me i am immediately suspicious and i will want to leave. Ah. yeah 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 especially if they're they're rubbing their hands together exactly (laughs) and leading you to uh what looks like a normal table, but the feast that is laid out is suspicious. Mm. No, so I, I'm talking about I'm talking human-shaped hole in that table. There's a there's a there's a common, and I I'll get off the white people stuff in a little bit, Ben. I promise. But there's a this common isn't... thing where they're like where they're like they served other people before me, uh, and they came yeah. in after me, and they served yeah. them, and I can't believe that. And they didn't even say good morning to me when I walked. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's a um, sense of entitlement. I have to, I have to uh, get that out of my head whenever I'm going places. Every, but you know me. I know you. I have Every, a hard time with the talking anyway. 
every Sometimes. time that happens to me, if I'm at a restaurant and like I'm standing in a takeout line and I get my food before the person in front of me, I feel super guilty about that. Like yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. apologize to that person. Yeah. I don't, exactly. of course, because that would be be even more weird, but um I I have I have run into uh that just recently. I was at a um a Popeye's chicken. And we got our got our food before a guy who's been waiting in line for a lot longer. And and as I was leaving, I was like, "You've got you you've been here the whole time since I've been here, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." And then I left. So it didn't really help out any at all that well, I said but that. But I like, but I acknowledged to him that yeah. But you don't know what the situation is. He might have like been ordering for the entire office, right? And they right. Just... He might have have twenty yeah boxes or whatever. So so yeah. That let's let's talk if we can for just a second. So Ben, I I have <laughs> a real honest minutes. question for you. Yes. When you're on the phone with someone, and Which it's is time rare. to hang up. Yeah. Do you get confused as to when it's time to hang up or how to say goodbye? Or is it only me when I'm talking to you? And part of the reason you're thrown is because I'm not sure. Are you talking about a, when you it's and a I funny are on the phone specifically? With, it's a funny thing with our... No, well, it, okay. This always happens to me when I'm on the phone with people. Yeah. When it's time to end the conversation, the dismount is never good. I'm like, okay, well, thanks again. <laughs> and I'll talk to you later. I'm hanging up now, like that. Like, at work, I actually have to say, I'm not always good at going off the phone, so uh, I appreciate you and the job you do here. I'm now going to hang up, and I'm hanging up the phone now. Like, <clears throat> I do that. I think that's a little a little belabored for normal social phone call interactions. Exactly, but then the opposite is I just hang up, right? When I'm done talking, yeah, I'm like, you know, well, okay, boom, th I've, I've got the answer, and then they call me back, and then they say, I think we were disconnected. You didn't say and goodbye. Like, well, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm lost sometimes when it comes to that. I've gotten more you know, comfortable signaling that I want to end a conversation. It's it's a skill that you that you have to work at. Um but because normally yeah. I I I had that social anxiety that if I if I tried to end a conversation this other person would think I didn't like them. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing. So so here's what I've come up with though. You actually don't have to. You can just say Okay, thanks, and then bye, and hang up. Like well, that's that, I've do been doing on, that lately. That's what they do on the TV, right? They don't even say okay, thanks. They just hang up. Right, and this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, if people have watched TV enough, they might be okay with it if I do it just like they do it on TV. Yeah. It's hard, but um, I'm starting to do that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. There's also like I still, I still like the ahoy. That that's what Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to say when they picked up the phone. Ahoy. Ahoy! Yeah, like Ahoy that. there, matey. There's a... I think there's a certain there's a certain sing-songy type of voice. Because on the phone, you can still have, like, subtle clues vocally uh, that you, you're either 
aiming to wrap up the conversation or you want to wrap up it now. And, it, you know, it could be, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's good to see you. I hope to see you again. Bam. I remember being a kid, done. and let me know if you've had this experience, listening to my parents on the phone. And I want my parents to be off the phone for whatever reason. You know, like it's it's time for dinner, or I just hate hearing them talk, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, and I can tell when they're wrapping up. I I have the ability to, to hear, yeah. okay, they're about to hang up the phone. Yeah. Similar, did you go to church as a kid? I forget. We went to church it's, on Easter Sunday when my grandmother was still alive, but she passed when I was like 10. Well, if you go to church like every Sunday as a kid, you get to the point where you're able to tell when the sermon's about to end. Like there's just a there's just a, a, a thing that happens. You're like, ah, oh, this asking. is it. This yeah. is it. They're they're getting ready to, to end. Uh, and maybe it's just money. when it's your own dad. I just realized... <laughs> Both in the sermon and when he was on the phone. These are both two cases where the exact same guy is the guy who I was waiting to wrap. Maybe yeah. I've spent my entire life waiting for my dad to wrap up things. <laughs> it's possible. I understand that, though. Like, as a kid, you want your parents' attention, so you become very attuned to their behavior when you're, you know, the dad, 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 dad. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time uh, retconning. Oh, for, for those of you who, for whatever reason, don't know, who followed me on social media uh, and haven't seen the barrage of different things, and I think we talked about this, Ben, actually last time, um, My I am seeing a therapist, and my therapist yes. has uh, come down on the side of, of the autism versus the ADHD and the schizotypal personality disorder. Yes. And for the very first time, I have registered myself because I have now this therapist who wrote this down and I asked them specifically, should I do this? And they said, yes, put myself down at work as having autism in the, in the ability, uh, not, I said ability, uh, uh, neurodivergence. Telling yourself, telling them, self-identifying as a disabled person. Yes. Uh, which, and I, I think that the reason I said ability is because I think it's sort of more of a superpower than a, than a detriment. But I, there are things that I need them to do for me. Uh, especially if we, because I've been doing really great at work. So much better. Promotions. Uh, working for a different group. All that but all this has happened during COVID. Yeah. When I'm working at home f remotely, and so I'm not actually in the same room with people. Now, you know me. You know that I steamroll conversations. I don't let people get a word in edgewise. <laughs> Would you agree with that? <laughs> but I was going to ask, you know. So, anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying. No, I'm kidding. Um. Yeah, no, I saw where you were going right there. Um, I, yeah, this, I, this, I had this, to. This thing where you where you uh, put down autism as a a characteristic of of your person, uh, who's like who sees that? Because that that's HR? something that your that your coworkers see. So HR, has anybody approached you and 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 uh, been surprised that this is suddenly now uh, on your character sheet? 
Uh, no, no one, no one has asked me about it. Um, there, there was, I sort of outed myself to one person. Uh, and the reason is because uh, we were in a meeting and as I've mentioned, I am a risk manager. Uh, and I thought we were going to be talking about risks and we weren't talking about risks. We were talking about something else. And so towards the tail end, I was like, okay, I'd like to talk about my risks now for a second. And I started launching into it. And they were like, this this isn't a meeting about risks. We can't do that right now. And I was like, fine. Okay. Great. Good. And afterwards, they approached me and they're like, hey, um, I hope I didn't come off as being too harsh uh, with that. And I was like, no, I need to, I need to explain... Um, when I get fixated on a topic and I want to have the topic happen, the topic will happen no matter what. I Just will find ask a way. My friend Ben. <laughs> wait, what? Just oh, ask oh, my wait. friend Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Ben. See, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. Um, like I, I'm, I'm taking this. I'm taking this quiz. And I'm saying to Jennifer, oh, this is this is one of the things. It says it says here that I'm supposed to rate whether or not I have this or I don't have this. Um, I expect people to know what I'm talking about without giving them the full information. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, what? And she's <laughs> like, yeah. So there's a lot of this stuff. So thank you, Ben. Uh, and I apologize. Thank you for your years of friendship dealing with this uh, thing. Here's the thing. I'm highly social, and yet I'm not. Uh, yeah. And what I mean by that is that you and I can talk, and we can have a, a very fine conversation. We know each other. If I'm with someone that I don't know, or a group of people that I don't know, um, I have to have some sort of job to do in order to interact with them. As long as I have a job to do, it's fine. But if I'm just supposed to be there like a person, feels weird. Don't like it. Um, yeah, I get that. Oh, but uh, but yeah. What so what I was gonna say is, um, so I I said to them, okay, so here's the thing. I'm on the autism spectrum. I would have done that no matter what. You telling me the purpose of the meeting and saying let's get back to it absolutely acceptable because I would have steamrolled your meeting otherwise and you wouldn't have gotten your agenda over. Yeah. And in the future, uh, feel free to, to remind me of that if I start doing it. Because even though <clears throat> I will remember this incident, I may not remember the lesson from it. And we'll see. Um, yeah. There was that. There, that reminds me of that moment in the movie War Games. Have you seen War Games? Uh, a very long time ago. So there's a moment where these two, I think, university IT people, because back then computers were only at universities. Right. And, um, and Matthew Broderick's character was going in to talk to somebody about the, you know, about the game he wanted to play at whatever, you know, the Department of Defense, which he didn't know it was the Department of Defense at the time. Um, yeah. And there's like the stereotypical computer guy, you know, mom's basement, kind of a little overweightish, has a beard, losing his hair, um, very cool, uh, uh, relaxed, seems to be on pot. And then there's the 
assistant who is sort of like cut from the cloth of Robert Carradine's character from Revenge of the Nerds and grabs this piece of paper and is like, hey, what's this? And the guy was like, you remember when you asked me to tell you when you were being obnoxious? Well, you're doing it right now. Nice. And the amount of shame that the Revenge of the Nerds guy had on his face is heartbreaking because you know he wants to learn, he just can't help it. Yeah. Now, what I try to do is take it. Like, like we're not doing that now. My my goal, whenever that happens, is to take it and like, okay, let's get back to it to the point where they're surprised that I've recovered so fast. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can do it exactly or not. Inside, I'm like, I want to do my stuff, but but those are just feelings, and I can and I can Nothing compartmentalize yeah. that a little bit. Oh, the one thing. So here's an example. Because I'm stuck here in my basement, rather than being at the office, I can't just walk into people's offices whenever I want to and start talking to them about the thing I'm interested in, which is what I used to do back at my old contract. And people would have to tell me, you know, I'm I'm busy right now. I can't, (laughs) you know, can you see also inside of meetings when people are sitting around at meetings? All this stuff just comes ping, ping, ping back. And I'm like, all of a sudden, oh, well, all of this makes sense. I get it. It's also why I don't really get stage fright that much as long as uh, you're there. Because I'm like, (laughs) Ben and I are doing our thing. And this is, this is good. Like I, like, like the audience doesn't exist at that point. I mean, and it's not true. They exist to a certain extent. But when it's me and them and there's no one else there, it's harder because I don't have you know any I you you're the lightning rod. You're the okay, there's Ben. And Ben and I are going to do this thing and that's good. Whereas if it's just me, it's like, okay, here's me, and there's that guy, and there's that person, and there's yeah. that person. Maybe this person is going to like what I'm going to, you know, that kind of thing. So I, well, I think it's why stand-up doesn't really work for me. If you can see the audience, then you haven't found your light. Uh, you know, hey, actually, I, I, uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm giving Ben a thumbs up <laughs> for the people at home. I, I don't know if you have these dreams, but I have the typical, the stereotypical actor nightmare dreams. And absolutely, you know what? they're not frightening because it just feels like a spin the bottle where we have just a vague <laughs> idea of what we're going to do and we just get out there and do something. Let me ask you a question. In those dreams, am I there? Are we doing a show together? I'd say in, in 90% of those dreams, yeah. uh, the, it's, it's the two of us doing something. And in, in, in the remaining 10%, I'm, for whatever reason, in a play, and I have forgotten to memorize my lines. And yeah. I'm trying Here, to find my script, or I'm trying to read the script. This is amazing, because in those dreams that I have been, exact same thing. You and I are about to do a show, and I didn't... Here's the thing that's different, though. You said that your dreams aren't frightening. Mine are always frightening because <laughs> we're about to go on. I've forgotten something. The one thing that we need to do the show, and I don't have it. I think it all goes back to that video uh, camera 
uh, incident with, uh, but but I don't have it, and 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 I haven't told you about it, and I suddenly remember, and I feel super super like oh, Ben's going to be so mad. Ben's, and here's the thing: during our collaborations, you were never like ever super pissed at me. I was never like, oh no, Ben's going to hit me or whatever. <laughs> But in these, it really is like this is the worst thing that that could really? possibly happen. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah no. It's weird. My dreams are more like, oh, spin the bottle is on again. <laughs> We've come back for some reason, and we're doing this thing. What are we doing? I don't know. Just follow Paul's lead. Hey, Paul, we have a text on the uh, the the B one O lung lag line. Hey! Oh, great! Let's hear it. We received. A I thought text. this was still part of your dream. I, I was confused. Okay, no, it's a text. I'm cha- it's a, it's a, from the four two five area code. I don't know who this is because I do not recognize the number. What's Wait, up, guys? Wait, four two five. That's um, that's your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's the east side, uh, East Lake Washington, okay. like uh, Bellevue, Redmond, Rent Park. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. What's up, guys? I'm enjoying listening to your convo. Thank you. Hey! Hey. from the 425 we enjoy talking to you thanks thanks to you also this is great uh f- interaction ben write it down episode 269 <laughs> first text ever on the the lung leg line that is awesome uh and feel free to ask ben and i questions uh we'll respond um so so wait we were we were talking oh oh uh seattle Seattle, Pacific Northwest, all that kind of stuff. I know um, who it is. I know who it is. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's our friend Wait, Zach did you... Lewis. Oh, hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. How's it going? I looked his phone um, number up in my phone book. So here's here's the thing. Uh, you didn't read out his entire number, right? You just said the area code. I just said the area code. Okay, and so I'm going to look up his number city. and let I everyone didn't... know what it is. <laughs> I didn't name the city no. he actually lives in, so... Uh, um, oh, well, that's good because I was about to launch into something about it. But here we go. <laughs> um, this is what I was going to say. Jennifer and I had another conversation. And again, I don't want to get your hopes up, but we both agree that when Betty graduates high school, we want to go back to the Pacific Northwest. I don't know what what my, you know, I the hard part is my job. Uh my job may not af- be able to afford me that as a as a thing. If I'm still able to work from home, then it doesn't really matter where I'm working from home, I think. Uh, so there's that. But both of us agreed. And so one of the things that we were thinking about is we probably wouldn't be able to, to afford to live in Seattle proper. But where right. else could we live? And without naming it, Zach Lewis's uh, stomping grounds was one of the places we were thinking about. Because I think there's like public transportation from there to Seattle. But the other thing we were concerned about is that it might also be too expensive now. Possible. I know a number of people who live up there. Um, My sister, actually, and her family live near there. Um, Okay. But... The light rail ex- is expected to hit that neck of the woods. Oh, it's going to be a long time off because it's not even it's not even going because it's north of the city. And I thought it, the light rail was going to be up there uh, soon, but it's Linwood I'm thinking of. They're building the tracks to Linwood. Oh well, maybe. Well, here's the thing: maybe Linwood 
I don't know how expensive Linwood is. This is the problem is that, you know, any place that can get the light rail out to them probably is more expensive than, but I don't yeah. know. Like when I was looking but, for a new apartment, I was I was actually looking around the Northgate light rail station. But those apartments, you might as well be living in Capitol Hill. I'm still suggesting that that maybe we live on a boat. Talk to uh, Compte. He did that. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Uh, I also I was thinking Vashon, Vashon Island would be cool. All that, but we are not rich people, so it's it's a little difficult. To, Start uh, saving now. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and I am, uh, but it's still it's still difficult with, uh, you know, expenses and all that. But that's my that's my thought is that because one of the things that she was talking about is maybe moving to a better house here in Edwardsville. But I, I kind of want to stay in this house, save up money, and then because she really what does like to go because we know so many people. And we like so many people out there. Uh, it's just a question of of getting that uh, getting that move happening, uh, being able to happen. So that's, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing about like moving into this area, but living on the outskirts is you're probably not going to be as social as you expect because you're not. You know, it's a it's a it's going to be a forty five minute drive to your friends. Exactly. It's it's. It is, and this is what I this is what I had explained to her about how I how I feel about it. It's it's not that different from, at least for me, from being here and talking to people on the phone and things like that. It would we would be closer, but it would still be uh, far away. Yeah. So not as great. It so was, uh, so yeah. I don't I don't know how isolating it is in this modern digital digital world to live in uh to live you know in Cleelum or Renton or whatever because we can't gather anyway i mean that's coming to an end yeah. people are getting vaccinated things are going to start opening up again but you know it's well it's that's just, the thing yeah it's this whole one of, those, one of those things where it's like people people are as you know who cares where you live we all have the same level of interaction and that's kind of the way that i'm i'm looking at all of this like the last seven years uh in the last seven years i have done uh much better uh financially i've done a lot better in my business side like all of the things other than friends and i don't know i mean my D D group i really like them uh a lot but they're you know there i see them once a month basically yeah. i don't really miss um you know i don't really miss human interaction myself <laughs> we were just talking about how you do so much better working from home uh but but yeah that's not the same for uh for jennifer at least and here's the thing she she is um you know we talk about isolation i don't mind it but she doesn't really have a lot of people with things in common around here, yeah. you know, and she has lots of uh, very good friends in, in the Pacific Northwest. So that's part of it. The other thing is, of course, like I said, if, um, if my job wanted to move me to say the Washington DC area, whatever, 
she has some friends that live in that area as well. So that'd be something. It's just that right here in the middle of the country, there aren't that many people that she knows. Yeah. Uh, and and that was the other thing I forgot about. I was like, well, you know, you can make new friends, but we're old. <laughs> we're old and we have a lot of friends that we've made. And sometimes right. you like to I don't want any more people. friends. I have trouble keeping up with the amount of friends that I have as it is. Did I tell you that story about I don't want any new friends? Or no. I don't know. I, I don't want to meet any new people. <laughs> I was in... Uh, I was in a new theater department, and this is the thing. It happened in both theater departments I went to. I went to uh, a theater department in Columbia, Missouri, and I went to another one in SIUE Edwardsville. Uh, And both times, there was a very old theater guy who was the head of the theater department there who was leaving. And each time, both times, I had introduced myself and said, Hey, hi, my name is Paul Goody. And he's like... I already know enough people. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's just how it is. Both of them did that. Oh, my God. And and I was like, is this just a thing? And I realize, I realize now that one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to be an old guy. I'm going to meet someone, and I'm going to do one of two things. I'm going to either go, I've already met enough people, right, which would keep it going, or I would say, ah, a new person. It's so rare that I meet a new person that I want to get to know, but you, for some reason, interest me. And then I will contact them every single day and be like, hello, it's me, Paul Goody, just seeing how you are. Tell me something I I don't know about yourself. I want to learn about this new person. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, And this is the other thing. Small talk, right? Yeah. I had a hard time. Uh, I met this guy at a party who was sitting by himself and, you know, his wife was running around and all that. And I was like, all right, by the end of this conversation, I want to know five things about you. Uh, because once again, it gave me something to do. And I yeah. was like, all right, let's see five things. Um, and here are the five things that I can remember. Uh, one is that he, uh, enjoys boats uh he builds big things like large uh, industrial complexes uh he likes historical fiction and i don't remember the other two but still (laughs) We had a conversation, a small talk conversation. Hey, speaking about small talk conversations, uh, anything else that we got either on email or through the no through the no more we uh, no corrections on our email address, which now you can see on screen. Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com, along with our phone number B one O Lunglag or two one six five eight six four five two four. Um, Any time you want to let us know about something that we said on the podcast, this is right. Uh, sometimes we forget to mention it. The whole thing, Ben and I uh, try to do the podcast without looking anything up, and we do a very good job. Uh, this is a necessity because if not, the podcast is just me going, wait, Ben, I've almost got it. I'll find it. Hold on, Ben. Wait, Ben. Ben, I'm sorry. Ben, it's going to be, it's somewhere, I just, ooh, I know it, Ben. Hold on. So now we don't look things up, and 
it's a it's a testament to what the human brain can remember which is uh quite a bit but sometimes we remember it wrong so call us and give us a correction if we've said something that is untrue speaking about Blatantly something that's untrue false. hey buddy we don't say untrue things to solicit corrections except sometimes we do but mostly we don't yes and and the only time we said it wrong to solicit corrections, it was back when Betty. Betty's eating dinner. Okay, I love you. <laughs> All right, so so Betty is not going to be on. But hey, let me show you this, Ben. This what will be got? fun for the listener at home. Ben, I want you to describe what this is. Why, Paul? That looks like a spring. I made this myself. It's a I coil this of some sort. Piece of wire around a uh, broom handle, and yeah, it's a spring Just that cause? I made. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a sign. Here, look. This is, look at the tension on this. At, oh man, I mean, I'm pushing as hard as I can, Ben. Yeah. It's crazy. What kind of a, what, where'd you get that wire, sir? Were you were that you going wire is stripping? from a political sign. A political sign that somebody put in our yard because we asked them to. Oh, here's something interesting. Uh, there's a guy around here who has okay. a sign, and the sign says "Bleep Biden." And "Bleep" is not a bleep, Ben. It's a it's a saucy word beginning with an F. Yeah. And he has uh, it on his house, and he has another another sign that says like. Uh, nooses for traitors or something to that effect and he lists all the bad people and all this and I was and I was talking to another friend of mine and he was talking about how um, politics are weird and he says I'm sure that you've seen and then he said the guy's name that this guy's house and I'm like yeah he's like the thing is he's a really nice guy He's just gotten wrapped up in all this. And I'm like, really nice guy. Really? How can you, how can you be a really nice guy and have nooses for traitors on it's your house or whatever? It's just politics, Paul. We can agree to disagree uh, on who we want to kill. Boy, oh boy. Let me say that I, okay. Uh, I, I feel the need to mention something. Because uh, Jennifer brought it up. And I don't know why I want to mention it. I guess it's just because I don't want to hide it. I want it to be um, out in the open. And, and uh, if I get roasted for it, I get roasted for it. And I, and I feel bad. But I bought something. It's not a gun. But I bought something from Smith & Wesson. And Jennifer pointed out that even if it's not a gun, I'm still giving money to an arms manufacturer, which I did do. This is true. And I, and I feel a little bit bad about it. But let me tell you what I bought. The oh, decorative boy. plate. Do I, do I want to? No, I can't. I can't. I was going to bring it down and show it to you. It's a knife, right? But you screw the... the what is it? The um, the hilt handle, the hilt of the knife off, and, and you put your weed in there, man. And you put yeah, dude. <laughs> no, um, 
I love I love that we still do that. Vo- Who is that guy? Uh, because now Rob now Rob that, Schneider from Saturday Night Live. Maybe, but now that marijuana is legal, so and they're working on getting it legal federally. Yeah. Now the weed guy is just going to be hello. I'm the weed guy. I smoke weed. Zach, and Zach asked, uh, 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 "Was it a tactical ballpoint pen that you bought from Smith and Wesson?" Uh, no, no, I have had a tactical ballpoint pen, and and let me say, Zach, I think tactical ballpoint pens are a trap. I think it's a trick because <laughs> no one is fooled by it, and when you see one, you're like, "Aha! That guy, that guy is somebody to watch out for," because he's the sort of guy. Who would buy a tactical ballpoint pen? But no, no. Uh, this is even better, Zach. This is even better. So you unscrew it screws, the handle of the knife, right? And the 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 thing that screws into where the handle of the knife was is a broom handle. Why? Because it's a spear now, and you can turn this knife into a spear whenever you want. So is this like what I want to do? It is all the time. It's pretty awesome. Spears you, are great. So, so did you coil that wire around your broom handle knife spear? No, 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 no. This is a, a different. Actually, you know what? I coiled this around a rake handle. Sorry, podcast. Ah, uh, there's a correction that you didn't get to that I got to first. <laughs> uh, it was a rake. It was a rake handle. Uh, yeah, the broom handle. I bought separately specifically to be a spear handle. And <laughs> I found out that there are also hiking poles, and the hiking poles can screw into it as well, which maybe have a little bit more uh, give to them. That's how you get the coconuts out. When you, when you, when you, you got you to spear them so they don't fall on top of you and kill you. Oh. You kill them then before I, they that, get a chance to kill you. That's the American I way. I don't. I don't I don't have any coconuts around here that have been attacking me. But you know what? You know what I could use them against? Hawks and falcons. Peregrine falcons, Ben, because they go after this guy. Are they a My little sweet boy. Oh yeah. And now they didn't actually go after him, but uh I have seen and this is true. I have seen a peregrine falcon in the tree, making eyes like he was going to go after Edward when Edward was in the yard, and I felt I felt uh, I've very not protective. actually I've not actually seen footage of a falcon picking up a cat or a dog because I don't seek that kind of stuff out. However, I have seen some remarkably uh, um, hilarious, even though it's just a sad video of like this family that nursed this baby bunny back to hell. Oh, no! And they take oh, it no. out to the field, and they let it go, and it's hopping away, and this falcon comes out and just picks it up and carries it off. Oh, no. It's a... Uh, yeah. Um, Well-meaning people just can't help to contribute to the death of a poor little innocent bunny. Yeah. I feel as though uh, if Abby were just a little bit bigger, she'd try to take, take Edward down, but she... Has not, and hopefully will not. <clears throat> hey, Betty, are you still eating dinner? <laughs> Leave her alone. Okay. Because <laughs> you say so, Ben. Dinner at... Oh, it's 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 like 7 o'clock over there. That's yeah. my dinner time. It's almost 7, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, here's something fun. Have we talked... We've talked about this many times, I'm sure. Uh, it's almost supper time. Ah. 
dinner is their word for lunch. Their word being their Midwesterners' word for lunch. Oh. Well, so what you are, have what breakfast, dinner, and supper. So what is what is the meal that they call lunch, or do they not have a lunch? They call lunch dinner. No, but do they do they do they call a meal? Oh, they don't lunch? call anything lunch. Lunch okay. doesn't exist. Um, you got or, rid of lunch. Well, you I bastard. guess dinner can also be lunch. But the 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 understanding that I have, the reason this is what I've heard. Now, this would be a great time for a correction if somebody knows a correction to it. The thing that I've understood is that dinner is used for the biggest meal. And in the farmland, the big meal was at lunchtime. Really? And then you'd have supper at night, and it'd be just a little thing. So you'd have a big breakfast, and you'd have your, your dinner, and then you'd have your supper. And your supper was a smaller meal. That makes sense. You really be- shouldn't eat a lot right before you go to bed. Because you have the dinner around the dinner table. And that's kind of where, where it came from. So what's their Is word it true? For I don't know. brunch? Do they have brinner? Dunch? We don't Dun- we don't take to direct- that fancy breakfast? cosmopolitan brunch around these parts. I think that's what it is. I think they just don't have brunch. They don't have brunch. They, or, they, they don't, or you know farmers, what they do is they're farmers. They, they don't call wake up it, late. <laughs> they call it brunch, and they're like, "Ooh la la, I'm eating brunch. Look at me like that." I yeah, think it's true. I I believe. Because I believe they called it brunch, like like they had a brunch and they called it brunch. Like but everyone was, but then it stuck. N- not making fun of it, but but yeah, it was like we're having like, a brunch. Exactly. Like ever like like ooh, we're having ooh, a brunch. This me. is brunch. I'm a, I this must is live brunch. on the coast. Wait yeah, in exactly. line for an hour and a half for my food to be prepared for me. Ooh, I'm so fancy. And then uh, you know, two months later, hey, let's have brunch. I'm going to paint my fingernails and forget to get married and get a home <laughs> loan that I can't afford. Woo-hoo. And maybe but, fall in but love see, with someone thing. who has the same. Get a home <laughs> loan I can't afford. No longer happening. People are mad right now. People are mad at millennials for not getting outrageously into debt. And I think it's funny Yeah, that, they, okay, that they're mad about that. What? I said, what? okay, boomer. I don't know what. <laughs> Wait, Ben, Ben, you watched Fraggle Rock, right? Yeah. I didn't watch Fraggle Rock. What are the names of the people who... Oh, is it Doozers? Is that right? The, Doozers the, or the, Dozers? One of those two. Yeah. The little construction guys? Be, yeah. Okay, okay, Doozer. Okay, Doozer. It, it doesn't work, really, but it... Uh, I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't mean to end the podcast on such a low note. Of a failed Fraggle Rock pun, but here we are. We've got little over a minute left uh, to try to salvage uh, whatever's left of uh, of this, the 269th episode of the podcast. 269. Nice. Nice. Double nice. Yes. Did that work? I think maybe. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm on TikTok as Ismodian and Twitter as Ismodian. Uh, ben, I am uh, where not can on people TikTok. find you online? Do you want uh, them not to find you online? Uh, you can find me online at this very YouTube channel right here because the only thing I post to it is this very show. 
Hey, um, there you go. Or you can just look up. Uh, look, my name is my Twitter handle. I'm unimaginative uh, that way. I wanna I wanna shout out uh, both uh, Dimension Twenty on Dropout. Uh, they have a new season called Of Mice and Murder that I've been watching, and it's really good. Uh, Ma- Max Reich, I believe his name is, is like the guy who's behind Dropout. He's the main, and he's playing a uh, character named Buckster Dollar Sign Boyd. And I made the statement that he should just talk like this guy all the time because I did not expect him to be like as good of an actor as he is in it, and he's really great. So there's that. Um, also, Unprepared Casters uh, is a podcast uh, of uh, like they, the people they play the D and D, and it's worth listening to. Uh, two people who met on TikTok who made a podcast that people can listen to also about it there there's no follow-up on whether or not jay johnston has been arrested for storming the capitol this is i think week three on jay johnston watch and nothing (laughs) Nothing. uh but i will i will say this uh nobody bob odenkirk's nobody is now available on streaming services however i may i want to lodge a complaint 19 dollars to rent it Maybe I will not watch it. You're not buying it. You're renting it for for nineteen dollars, and it seems like too much. And I love Bob Odenkirk, and I I want to support him and this film, but I don't know if I can s- agree to pay twenty dollars for this film. I had a hard time paying seven dollars to rent your dumb film a couple months ago. Hey, I'm wait a second. Joke, and it's not a dumb film. Thank you. It's not really my film either. Oh, really uh, by the way, hey you folks, if you think the world is a simulation, uh, <laughs> check out. Uh, uh, sorry, non- self promotion time is over. <laughs> check out non dualist Hinduism. It's uh, it's it, nothing. Simulation theory is uh, apparently thousands of years old, and you heard it here first. You didn't. You and heard it a thousand years last. ago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. So, I Ben, brought... it looks like we're come to the end of another yeah, podcast. Yeah. Well, it's good talking to you. Glad we it was great. Up. It was n- nice talking to you. I love uh, catching up. Yeah. And, and seeing uh, how things are going. It, uh, hey, the next time you talk to me, I will have uh, my full uh, vaccinations. I, I have the, uh, the Pfizer. I got, my, uh, I got my first one last weekend. Yeah, did you? What what was it? Was it Pfizer? The, or was it something else? I got the Moderna one. I've, I have an oh. appointment off on May eighth to get my second shot. Yeah, yeah. So my second shot on Monday, the Monday, the Monday that this comes out. Ooh, let me imagine know, me. Let me know how how it works. I've I've heard every every story from I didn't feel it to I was sick for a week. Yep, exactly. I will let you know. Yeah. Uh, for sure, you'll hear it. And so will you, ladies and gentlemen, the next, next time. time we meet. And until then, podcast. I beseech thee, I implore thee, uh, keep it wrong. Indeed. And uh, thou shalt keep it wrong or thou shalt go to hell. Hey, let's all meet up and keep it wrong <laughs> together. I'll see you back. All right. Bye, Paul. Yeah, see you. Okay.